0: Alrighty, welcome everyone to the MMA reaction. I'm your host Eko Ivy, and today we're gonna to talk about the following things. I'm gonna talk about obviously Jones, Usada ban, 15 months, yada yada, big news right now. Uh, Musasi says UFC is in decline. Uh, DC would rather fight Lesnar over Johnny Jones. Um, Liddell and Ortiz have uh, subjected themselves to out of competition testing for their upcoming fight. Um, Conor McGregor says that the 229 presser is open to public. UFC refutes that. Uh, I'm going to cover the Sao Paulo card coming up this weekend. Uh, Tyron may fight Covington November 30th if his thumb's okay. Uh, potential Joanna Jędrzejczyk versus Valentina Shevchenko fight at 125 pounds for the title. Uh, we, we lost a MMA legend in Kid Yamamoto. And then Hendricks, Johnny Hendricks, former welterweight title holder uh he's gonna fight in a bare knuckle world federation world bare knuckle federation uh, so sit tight and i hope you enjoy it all right so we're starting off in the biggest news uh mma related right now is that is john jones was issued a 15 month uh suspension time served, so he'll be eligible to compete October, end October, somewhere on somewhere then. Um, this is coming from an original 48-month suspension, four years, a long fucking time. Um, apparently, he used some kind of clause, uh, which he's calling the snitching clause, which um, apparently he's leading to the... Um, the rest potentially of other people providing steroids to uh, private citizens and athletes. I would imagine it's a pretty common tactic in law enforcement where they'll have you roll on people in order to uh, make bigger arrests. I guess that's what they're doing with John. Um, man, snitches get stitches, son. I don't, I don't like that. It's funny though, because there's a quote in here from uh, John. It says, and I'm gonna read it to you. It says, I thought it would be so cool to be a hometown police officer and this is an interview with Sherdog sure back in 2009. He says, I've always been a person who tries to do the right thing in life. Wrong. For the most part, I'm no angel, but I have always, but I, I, was always the kid who snitched on the kids who had pot. While you're snorting lines in the bathroom, you're telling on other kids doing pot. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, makes me question your character. Um, I don't want to offend the pot smokers out here, but I was kind of just a snitch. I was just down for people doing the right thing. My parents kind of raised me to be a good guy. I've always been down for the good side, I guess. It just seems, uh, well, these quotes seem so empty and, and fake. Cause I don't think John's I I don't think he's a bad guy, but I don't think he's a good guy either. I mean, I think his behavior would d- indicate that he's not a great guy. Um, if anything, it would indicate that he's kind of a bad dude uh, morally. So who knows? Um, that's less interesting so he's 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 getting off on on snitching on people cool uh now we know what kind of person he is that's cool um the big question is is he is he gonna fight at 230 which is i think november 29th which is not a long camp if he was to get into camp i don't know how much training he's been doing um fight preparation wise um leading up during leading up to this trial and all that horse shit but the question being is who's he gonna fight um, Daniel Cormier or Gustafson is the two front runners um, and at the, at the end of the day everybody wants to see this guy fight I want to see him fight I mean uh, all the legal issues and personality issues aside everybody wants to see this motherfucker fight because let's be real he if he could just stay on a good path this he, he's going to go down as probably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time without even trying that's how gifted he is so the question still remains, what's next for Bones Jones? Me personally, I'd like to see uh I'd like to see a Cormier Bones Jones fight at heavyweight. I don't care when, just his next fight. That would be epic. Uh I still favor Jones, of course. Um because obviously he's already beat him twice and and Dan Cormier should go down as one of the best of all time, and he st- still can't beat John Jones. Nobody can. He's a he's a freak anomaly in this game, in this business, and I think people should recognize that. You don't have to like Jones. I don't really particularly care for him as a person, um, although I don't know him either. I mean, it's so it's so hard to know. How, uh, it's very difficult to understand who a person is when all you really see is you know news clippings and articles and you know interviews um i don't know if any of you guys have ever had a camera in your face and had questions asked to you but it's not as simple as just talking with your buds or buddies or whatever um it's a little bit different and sometimes you, your personality isn't isn't very authentic because of that so who knows i mean based on what i've seen what i've read uh particularly regarding john jones i don't think he's uh He's not holding a, a high moral standard in life and he's done some things that are pretty fucking stupid but man we're all we're all crazy from time to time so who knows uh it is interesting I, i'm looking forward to coming back regardless of what people think whether he's a cheater whether he's not a cheater i still want to see him fight um i want to i want to see how, you know where his career's going how how things develop or you know is he gonna fuck up again and then at that point you have to say hey no more fighting period at all. Like you fucked it up too many times, but uh we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um Gengard Mousasi was interviewed. He's got a fight coming up with Roy McDonald on the twenty ninth of September, so nine days from now. And they asked him about the UFC and his quote was I feel the UFC is declining. You know if any you guys know anything about anything about uh Musasi's pretty blunt dude who just says it says what's on his mind for the most part uh not disrespectfully but he just says what's on his mind um he goes on to explain that bellator's got big names now but the the names he lists are washed up fighters and i'm and i hate to say that with the most not not all not all but he talks about rampage vanderlei Lyoto, ryan bader matt mitrione he doesn't say anything about phil davis or Roy McDonald, like that. But I mean Bellator is definitely on the come up and and I don't I I don't think that Bellator is anywhere near the talent level of the UFC for sure, right now. But I kind of agree with the fact that um, they're on an, they're on the ascent, man. Bellator is definitely on the ascent, and then the more and more news comes out about the ufc management or or executives not really being fair to all their fighters or or, um you know intentionally kind of hampering their careers i think you're going to see more people translate into bellator i really think that's going to happen the way it looks unless something happens with the ufc to where you get new management or a different a different business model uh, I'm curious to see how this ESPN deal goes, but Bellator is definitely on the ins- uh, the ascent. It's definitely getting better. They're getting way better talent uh, than they've ever had before. Even the younger guys, they've got some really good guys. Um, Aaron Pico being one of them. I'm pretty sure Aaron Pico's Bellator. He's not he's not World Series. I'm pretty sure he's Bellator. Um, but th- you're seeing you're seeing Coker really really turn this organization around and and uh, I think he's doing it the right, and I think he's doing right by the fighters. So eventually, is going to get to a position where they are going to have, you know, the same amount, if not more, talent within their organization. And um, I think that'd be good for MMA. It's good for business too because now you have competition. UFC has no competition. They have no, they have no uh, motivation to get better. They have no need to because they don't have a lot of competition. But it is coming. It is absolutely coming, and um, I think the more the UFC continue, continues to make these mistakes with their personnel, with their fighters, you're gonna see a lot more guys willing to go over to Bellator. Plus, let's not forget that Bellator, when you're a fight, when you fight for Bellator, you can ha- <clears throat> you can have all the sponsors you want. You can put Condom Depot and Astroglide all over your fucking shorts and run in there and, and, and make some motherfucking money on top of your purse. I mean I don't think everyone understands how expensive it is to run a camp where you gotta pay your head trainer, you gotta pay your jiu jitsu guy, your wrestling coach, your striking coach, your strength and conditioning coach. Oh, now now if you're if you're big time you have a nutritionist, you gotta pay them too. So if you're making, you know, hundred thousand dollars or less on your fight purse you know those sponsors—they pick up a lot of that loose end stuff, the, a lot of the 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 um, nickel and dime kind of expenses. The, the you know, I mean, Brendan Schaub famously said that he lost a hundred thousand dollars a fight when Reebok came in because he—that's how much he was making just on sponsorships outside of his actual purse was a hundred grand. That's a, when you fight three times a year, that's three hundred grand a year that you're losing. So. I mean, I see the appeal to go to Bellator. It would be, it would be pretty interesting to see if they start getting real, like, you know, really, really good in the prime kind of fighters to go over there. And I mean, I don't see why they couldn't. I don't see why they couldn't do it. Um, they don't really have a pay per view model right now. Uh, they have had some pay per views, but they weren't very successful, and uh, they haven't really done a lot of them. I would prefer it to just stay on free TV. Um, because, I mean, if you look at the th- the big three sports, you know, football, basketball, baseball, it's all free on TV, and that, that's for a reason, because they make all their money in advertising. They make all their money in commercials. There's no reason why these this organization can't do the same thing. Um, just promotion dollars and uh, advertising dollars, all that stuff. So I don't know if the UFC is declining, so to speak, but man, it does seem like... Um, it does seem like something's going on within within the UFC to where um, something's just not working, man. Uh, you could say oversaturation, right? There's just too many fights all the time. I mean, I don't know um, about you guys, but to keep, to keep up with the amount of fights that are constantly coming out. Is, and I mean, that sounds like a, that's probably a good problem to have. I and mean, we shouldn't complain about fights because there was a time where... Could barely watch any fucking fights. You had to, you go months between, you know, watching fights. So I don't want to sound, uh, you know, like I'm an asshole or something. I'm just something's going on with the business model of, of the UFC and the president. I think it probably has something to do with money and pressure to make more money. You got to make up that big dividend for how much they spent on it. I think that's probably going to wreck the business. I really do. I think. um I think the Fertitas are really smart, and they fucking sold out because I think they maybe saw this coming, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see what Bellator does moving forward. And, and I like Bellator anyway. I don't like their name, but I like Bellator. I like I like their fighters. I like I like I like the the cage is all rounded, no edges. I like that um, because the cage is a tool for a lot of fighters. And um, although it's not like you can't you can't use the cage in Bellator, but I think it's a little less easy because you don't have those sharp angles. Anyway, um, moving on. DC was asked do you wanna fight or, or it was he was asked about John Jones's suspension, his fifteen month and, and who he wants to fight. And DC I mean doesn't seem very interested in fighting John Jones and who could blame him? Uh, I will I don't blame him because I don't think he wants I mean you're talking he only wants to fight twice, two more times before he retires. Do you really wanna you wanna fight John Jones on your way out? Probably not. Um, He says that he's got a fight with Brock. That's a bigger fight than the one with Jones. I disagree. I think that the Jones versus DC fight is monumentally bigger. At least it means more. It's more impactful to the sport of MMA. I mean, what's, you know, Brock Lesnar comes in for another one-off fight where he's probably going to piss hot anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I got, I can see where Daniel, because Daniel wants to for sure win these last two fights, Go down as one of the greatest champ champs of all time. Yada, yada, yada. I totally get that. I totally get that. But but me, I want to see John Jones and DC at heavyweight. DC is undefeated at heavyweight, for sure. Jones has never fought at heavyweight, at least that I, that I, I recall. I think he's always been a 205-er. I want to see it. I want to see that fight way more than I want to see Lesnar come back. Way, way more. Lesnar's 41 already. You know what I mean? And even if he beats Cormier... Which he won't. But if he did, is he going to be able to maintain, like, sustain any kind of fighting career in UFC? I think, he, I think Lesnar just wants big fights and just get them one at a time, kind of like a GSP. So, for the love of God, just fight Jon Jones for the third time. That's what I want to see. Uh, speaking of old guys, being in their 40s, uh, Chuck Liddell... And Tito Ortiz have agreed to undergo out-of-competition drug testing for the Trilogy Bout. Why? Why? Just, I mean, you guys are like both, well, I think Liddell's 41 or 42. He might be older than that. And uh, Ortiz is right at 40 or 39, something like that. I and mean, let these guys get some testosterone in their systems so they can put on a good fight. Um, it's, it's funny to me, like, these are the last two guys that you really want to be testing. If anything, you should be encouraging the inverse and let these guys just go to work. That's what I think. So, funny thing, Connor Connor had sent out a tweet. that said, said, the press conference will be open to the public. And that was it. And then he sent another tweet out that said, the ticket for entry is a bottle of his, at proper whiskey, uh, two bottles and you skip the line. It says, my soldiers, We'll be outside making sure this rule is strictly adhered to. The funny thing is, is Conor says something like that, and you go, oh, yeah, probably so. He's probably going to have all his goons out front, like doormen, and you show you bought, if you bought two bottles of his whiskey, come on in, man. Um, the UFC has since refuted that claim and says that it is not open to the public. The press conference is not, and it'll be a ticketed event, or it'll be only for press, press uh, you know, uh, people with press pa- press, Passes, Jesus fucking Christ. So uh, that's pretty funny, pretty interesting. Uh, actually, that goes down today, um, later today. So uh, I will be for sure tuning into that, uh, and we'll see, we'll see what uh, what's going on with that. Okay, so uh, UFC Fight Night Sao Paulo is this weekend, and it was originally supposed to be Glover Teixeira versus Ginny Manoa. Glover fell out with injury. Uh, Tiago Santos stepped up. Tiago Santos is the gentleman, the very large middleweight who is sh- 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 shredded. Uh, he's got that giant Thor hammer on his chest, which I had talked about before. Uh, so it was supposed to be Jimmy and Tiago Santos. Now Jimmy Manoa is now injured. So now it's going to be Tiago Santos versus Eric Anders. And if you're confused about who Eric Anders is, if you will remember him, uh, from just a couple months ago, or like one month ago, uh, he nearly kicked Tim Williams' face clean off his shoulders. Uh, at the, the same fight, the Gaethje vs. card. um, Tim Williams vs. Tim Williams vs. Eric Anders, and, uh, Tim Williams was, like, fell down or slipped or something like that, and as he was getting up, he got s- basically soccer kicked in the face, and it looked like his head was going to lift right off his shoulders. Um, brutal stuff. This is actually a pretty good fight. I'm um, I'm yeah, probably leaning towards Santos, but Eric Anders is, is looking like a really good prospect. Um, in terms of, of USC, he's he's had four fights in the UFC so far. Uh, he beat up uh, Rafael Natal for KO. He he decisioned Marcus Perez. He lost a split decision, a split decision to Lyoto, and uh, then of course he just kicked Tim Williams' face off. So I mean. Leota's a big name, and he did lose to him to split decision. I don't remember the exact details of that fight. It was a five-rounder, though. So, uh, don't sleep on Eric Anders. I think he I mean he definitely has a chance. Um. But on to the cards. Of course, the main event is Tiago Sanders versus Eric Anders. Uh Alex Cowboy Olivier is gonna be fighting Carlos Pedrosli Jr. Uh Smiling Sam Alvey is taking on Antonio Rodrigo Rogerio Noguera. He's the smaller of the uh, the Noguera brothers, which is crazy. He's been fighting fucking forever, too. Um, good luck, Sam Alvey. I like that guy. Uh, Hendon Barral's back. He's going to be facing Andre Uel. I just saw an article, too, that said Hendon still thinks he's going to be champion. He's just uh, preparing himself for that. He's at 145. Um, Honda Marcos is going to be taking on Marina Rodriguez. Honda's a good uh, fighter. Charles Oliveira is going to be fighting Christos Giagos. Francisco Mansur Duba, I think it goes, goes by. Francisco Trinaldo is taking on Evan Dunham. This is going to be Evan's last fight, according to uh, what he said. Um, and this is also in Sao Paulo. This is in Brazil, so um, we'll see how, how judging is done there. Uh, Sergio Moraes is fighting Ben That's a good fight for a Fight Pass card? Or for a Fight Pass fight? That sucks. I would have much rather seen Sergio Moraes and Ben Sanders uh, on the on the Fox Sport 2 prelims. That would be... Uh, man, I would like. And then also on the Fight Pass is Talis Letiz and Hector Lombard. Now, I realize these guys aren't um, haven't been winning a bunch, but these are still like name-value guys, so either they're trying to... like blow up the fight pass, or they don't put a lot of value in these guys, but that's a good fight, too. Uh, Talos, Letes, and uh, Hector Lombards, that's a good fight, too. Um, anyway, that's this weekend, so we'll see what happens. Um, rumor mills, well, according according to articles, Woodley is willing to fight Covington in November at 2.30, assuming that his thumb is cleared of, of uh, any kind of surgery or anything like that. Apparently he hurt his thumb uh, with his fight against Till. Um, so he's going to get that MRI and see if it's okay. And then he said he'll fight Colby That's not been announced. That's not official. Who gives a fuck by the way? I don't, what is Colby? What kind of threat does Colby really pose to Tyron? I'll wait. I, I can't think of a single area where Tyron would have to worry about any of Covington's game. And Covington is not a bad fighter. He's obviously a very good fighter. He's an elite level fighter. But he's a lesser version of Tyron. Everything that Colby does well, Tyron does better. Tyron's striking is way better. His timing is way better. His explosiveness is way better. His gamemanship is way better. His fight IQ is way better. I don't see Covington really doing anything to Tyron that, that, one, Tyron hasn't seen before, and, two, that Tyron can't nullify or dissolve with his own game. Doesn't make any sense to me. I would much rather see like a Usman-Covington fight, which would kind of look similar, um, to see who can actually fight Tyron later, but Tyron wants to get paid. Let's get paid, man. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Joanna uh <laughs> well, the the article is don't be jealous because you don't have my big legacy, which is it's just a, kind of a leading article. But essentially, what it is is that it looks like they're going to try to put together a Check versus Shevchenko um, fight together for the vacant 125 pound title. Um, now, when when in 2007 Shevchenko and Joanna met in a amateur kickboxing event. And Shevchenko got the best of Joanna, but that was 2007. It's 2018, almost 2019. That was a long time ago. I don't think that you can look at that fight and go, oh, for sure, uh, Shevchenko's gonna win. Um, my only, initially when I was looking it up, I thought, that, I thought that Shevchenko was a little bit bigger than she actually is. Joanna's gonna have an inch of height on her, but her reach is actually gonna be about an inch and a half less. Um, is obviously going to be thicker. She's going to be more muscular. She's going to be a little stronger, but Joanna's going to have the speed and probably the, maybe the combination accuracy, I think. She's probably going to spend more time throwing more punches. Um, but Shevchenko's got some motherfucking kicks. She's super strong, super athletic. Uh, I wouldn't say she's unorthodox, but she's definitely willing to throw, um, some less common uh, combinations and strikes and things of that nature. So, I mean, as much as I love Joanna, I just, I don't know that 125 is really a place for her. Because she's already kind of a svelte woman anyway. She's, you know, she's thin-framed. And, um, I mean, I don't even know what she walks at. I know obviously she has to cut to 115, but I don't think she's cutting a ton of weight. Maybe she is, but I don't think she is. I think she's going to be undersized at 125 pounds, but... We'll uh, we'll wait and see what happens. I do favor Shevchenko. I think Shevchenko's legit. I think in terms of at at 125 pounds, females, I think she's probably the best in the world uh, right now. I don't see anybody really rivaling her. Although it will be a good fight, no doubt. She's not gonna like steamroll Joanna, but she does possess some power. And we all saw that that she can't that Joanna uh, can be knocked out. All of Rose Namajunas. So very interesting stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing what they decide to do with that. Uh, Let's see here. Boom. Sad news. As Norifumi Kid Yamamoto, he passed away uh, yesterday or the day before. He's only 41, apparently got cancer. Um, Kid Yamamoto is uh, like a legend in the lighter weight class of fighters. If you don't know who he is, do yourself a favor and just... And just look him up man because he's been fighting a long time he's a japanese dude fought a lot in japan which is probably why a lot of people don't 100 100 appreciate uh his status as an mma fighter because you got to remember you know for for many many years in like the 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 early to mid 2000s lighterweight fighters didn't really exist a lot of guys who were we should have been fighting at like 135 125 pounds we're fighting at 160 170, 175 pounds because that's all they could get fights for and uh kid was kid Yamamoto was right in that in that group and um, by the time he made it to the UFC he's kind of on the end of his career already and uh, maybe didn't he got a fair shake for sure but you know we didn't get to see the best of him in the UFC uh, the best of kid Yamamoto was in Japan Um under those fight, fight promotions. Cause he, he was a legit killer, man. Um, he won heroes, 2005 lightweight grand P grand Prix. Uh, he beat up Genki Sudo's another guy, Kyle Uno and Hoyler Gracie, uh, all of them by knockout. This guy was a straight savage, man. It, it's crazy that, uh, he's no longer with us because he was a real treat. And, uh, like I said, if you don't know anything about this guy, Look this motherfucker up and, and watch some highlights. All right, last thing today. Johnny Hendricks is going to fight some dude named Brennan Ward. Now, Brennan Ward is a was a former Bellator fighter, and I believe he had a title match with um, uh, Shlomenko, a 185-pound guy, uh, and lost to Shlomenko. Um, Anyway, they're gonna fight in the war world, what's it called? It's called World Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation. It's their first ever event uh, on November 9th. Um, They've also signed, uh, uh, a side note, this this Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, they've also signed Melvin Gillard and Josh Neer. If you don't know those guys are, look them up. But they're pretty prominent MMA guys. So Hendrix uh, retired um, not even a year ago. And, um, now he wants to fight bare knuckle. And why, my question is why? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing fighting? Like the bare knuckle thing. It doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, unless he needs the money. And I guess that's very possible. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, at one time, Johnny Hendrick was one of the most feared welterweights on the planet, and and he and he was there for a time. He was going on a streak where he was fucking knocking out everybody. Anybody who touched that left hand was was going out. And uh, he really he re- rode that for about two or three years where he was he was damn good, man. And then uh, he's obviously had weight issues and he eats a lot. So I don't know what weight this is going to be at for this bare knuckle thing. But it's man, it's kind of sad. You think like once you retire, you should just fucking retire. You know what I mean? And I don't know. If, if it's a competitive edge with Johnny or if he needs money or what the case may be, I'm, I'm leaning towards money because, you know, in, in interviews leading up to and after he won the title, he was really, really fucking hungry. Like, he, I mean, you could tell he's working his ass off. He was in really good shape. He had conditioning. He, w- he was able to, uh, to keep up a good pace in a the fight. Uh, then he, he fought Robbie and lost a split decision, but most people thought he had won. Or vice versa. Noah, who was it? it? Was George? I'm sorry, he fought George. George. That was George's last fight when he retired the first time, and everyone thought Johnny won, but of course they gave it to George. And then he ended up uh, vacating the title. And John, oh, I can't remember who if it was. Johnny and somebody else. But Johnny ended up getting the belt. De- I think he might have defended it one time. I should probably look that shit up. Uh, but nonetheless, after he after he'd won the belt, he had given interviews about, oh, I've he, essentially he climbed the mountain. Like he got to the peak. And you could tell that every fight after that, after he won the title, was just not like it's, uh, it's almost as if you accomplish what you thought you wanted to accomplish and then you no longer have the drive to continue. And I think that's kind of what happened with Johnny. I think he got tired of cutting weight. I think he got tired of a lot. He ended up finishing at 185 anyway because I just don't think he wanted to cut down to 170. But the competitive drive and the, the emotion and the, the, the hunger to fight was, in my opinion, noticeably depleted after he had won the title. And so now it kind of makes me sad that he feels like he needs to go fight bare knuckle. Um, So I guess we'll see what happens, but good luck to old old Johnny Hendricks. All right. That's it, man. That's all my topics. If you guys refute something I said or you want to debate me on something or you just want me to talk about something or you want to ask me some questions, please feel free to do so. You can get me at the mmareaction at gmail.com or you can hit me up on instagram direct message style and that is at the underscore mma underscore reaction i'm happy to talk to you or whatever but but until then I'll, i'll check you guys later peace